again and you're listening to the two doom men podcast as always it's skags and the captain and we have a special guest today skags you want to introduce our our patriot podcast buddy yes yeah, so i'm going to refer to her as the first lady of the patriot yes. podcast <laughs> network we are joined by deplorable janet how are you today i am uh, fantastic and thank you so much <clears throat> for allowing the first lady on your show today oh we're honored yeah, I got to say so. shout out to Janet because, uh, I mean, we always talk on the show about the group chat between the Patriot podcast group. And it is a brutal war zone of, mm-hmm. you know, suck my, you know, and you faggot this and blah, blah, blah. And Janet's in there just throwing insults, taking them, laughing away, loving every minute of it. So we're super excited to have you on. Yeah, I am not easily offended by anything or anyone. So there you go. It does take it takes a tough woman to be in a, a group yeah. chat with like 20 men that are just slinging insults at each other. I think even <laughs> I woke up this morning and saw, um, you know, James Curry made ribs yesterday and sent a picture. And uh, Alan was like, your ribs fucking suck or something. Just like pointlessly <laughs> cruel to him for no reason. And that's what really goes on. You know, yeah. the FBI thinks we're planning like, you know, insurrection and terrorism. We're really just slinging insults about each other's ribs, barbecue yeah. ribs at each other. So, yeah, man. So so let's start here. Janet, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, you know, where do you come from? What, what did you do? What got you into podcasting? And, you know, that is to this whole community here now. That is a lot. Um, I host Deplorable Nation, a podcast that's on every podcast platform. And the reason why I started doing that back in the day, um, I'm very non-PC. I'm very not quiet about things. And so how I got my start was Bob from No Mercy. Him and I are really good friends. And he said, you know, we should start doing Periscopes together. And I don't know if you guys know what Periscope is. That was back before they had Facebook Live and Instagram Live and all that. It was Periscope. And so we started out doing the Periscopes. And then um, from there, it morphed into me being part of the No Mercy podcast crew. And then I was like, you know what? I have so much to say literally all the time. I'm just going to start my own. Um, So background on me. I always worked in the medical industry. I have done literally everything in there. Um, I was an autopsy assistant, did home health care, retired nurse, um, taught medical school from there, done billing, coding, you name it, everything under the sun. I started out 
um, initially got, I got a business degree first and I was like, oh my God, I hate this. Like crunching numbers to me is not my idea of a good day. Uh, And so I was like, oh my God, I hate this. Why the hell did I ever go to school for this? And so after that, that's when I decided to uh, go to nursing school and, and take it from there with the medical career. So retired now from everything. So now I just sit on my ass at home and talk shit. Do important shit at home. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's always interesting to hear the stories of people how they gotten you know uh, in, involved in podcasting. And I've said said it a bunch of times. I feel like if when when did you start your podcast, Janet? Oh boy, um, it has been almost two years now. <laughs> so I have said if you could see the a chart of how many podcasts exist mm-hmm. right around twenty twenty, the there is just a significant increase. Yeah, right around, everything yeah, jumped. Yes. And and, yeah. and, I, and I love it. I think it's great. I I, I listen to so many different podcasts um, all the time, trying to get different people's perspectives and whatnot. And and really like COVID and the whole COVID tyranny really mm-hmm. just sparked people to be angry and want to just vent their frustrations and talk about things and whatnot. And it's like James Curry says, right? It's it's death by a thousand cuts. And right. uh, Janet and us were one of those thousands of of cuts. So, and you know what? I think it's fantastic though, because even though like the numbers jumped and there's so many podcasts out there now and so many different people and different opinions about stuff, I think it's amazing because during that time when they thought, you know, the powers that be were going to uh, it crush us basically, you know, and, and crush everyone's will to survive and stuff. I think it had the complete opposite effect because people were able to be at home and looking things up and listening to more shows. And, and that's when people found their voice because a lot of the people that I know that run in my little podcast circle as well, um, they all started theirs at the same time. And they were like, you know, it was a inspiration listening to you and, and talking to you every day. Like you helped me find my voice, which I love that because yeah. everybody's got their own opinions on things. Definitely. Yeah. That is interesting. We we've had that too, Cap. You, how are you doing over there, Cap? You got your, yeah, can uh, you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Okay, cool. Have a sound yeah. we've I switched had that too, settings. Definitely. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Jen, I wanted to ask you, how did you get involved with Patriot Podcast Network? Who was like first from the group that reached out or were you going on other people's shows? Because, I mean, we all kind of came together throughout time. But mm-hmm. We all popped on to different shows. We did work with with Alan and we did work with We the People and Sergeant Samurai all before the Patriot Podcast yeah, Network. For, 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 really. us, for us, it was actually originally it was the Orange Man podcast. Yes. They, we, and we, we still we, haven't yeah, done anything. With we, still, we still haven't had a chance, but we've shot. We used to like shoot the shit with them over text, over uh, messages, and they mm-hmm. referred us to Alan. And that's around right. when Alan was uh, starting to build the Patriot Podcast Network. So, yeah, and for me, it was it was Catalyst because okay. um, Catalyst is one of my very good friends, and he was like, he reached out and he's like, I'm really trying to get you involved with this, and he's like, I don't want you to get offended though, because it's like all guys right now, it's all guys, and I'm like, seriously, like, <laughs> not a problem for me and and don't take this the wrong way and oh my gosh i hope your listeners do not get offended at this but um all of my 
very best friends are guys because women have so much baggage and so much drama. (laughs) And I'm just like, I fit in better with the guys. And the, like the funniest thing when, um, when Bob first contacted me about coming on no mercy, he's like, he's like, I don't know. Like Tommy's really uncomfortable because he's afraid that you're going to get super offended. And so we have to do this pre-call first. And within like the first five minutes, he's like, Oh Jesus, you, you are literally worse than the, than the guys. And I'm like, yes. That's so funny. I don't think what you said is controversial in any aspect either. I mean, like Chris, I'm sure you could speak to it too. How many women in your life, you know, are just get along better with the group of guys than they do with the group of girls. Most women probably, you know, for the most part, men were pretty simple. You know, we get mad at each other. We, you know, we get to fisticuff and then we we keep it moving. You know, we don't uh, threaten to poison each other, you know, years down the road or something (laughs) like that. Yeah. Sleep with each other's husbands on, you know, the night before their wedding. Yeah, right. And that's and that's the thing is um I I play better with guys, I guess, because I have that same kind of personality. I don't I don't like to get hung up on stuff. I don't hold on to things and I don't get butt hurt. So you know, so, so let, me, let me ask you a question, because I, now I don't know why this I randomly thought of this, but I'm thinking all the way back to 2016. Now, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, the tape and the comment that uh, former President Trump made. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where, um, you know, where yeah. he was like, you know, talking about some uh, hostess or something of a show and how he you know, just basically grabs him by the pussy. Right. right? And <laughs> there was this outrage. And President Trump had said, you know, it's like there's just kind of locker room talk. And I remember right. at the time. A lot of people were like, no, that's not locker room talk. That's not locker room talk. No, that's not what. And like most men were like looking around. It's like, no, yeah, yeah like it is it's exactly yeah. what happened. Pretty so much it is. What, yeah. what did you think about that? And like, you know, as a woman, did that offend you in any did way? Did that offend no. me? Uh, absolutely not. That did not offend me in the least. And honest to God, if if people are being 100% honest with themselves, if females are being honest, your conversations are worse than dudes conversations. I swear to God. I mean, they literally talk about your dick size all the time <laughs> and the whole nine yards and how you bang. And yeah. So the whole pussy comment does not offend me. No. Yeah, amazing. Not the first time I've heard that from a woman either. <laughs> yeah. So, so follow up question. What does like, where's the line? Like, what have you seen in the past few years that you're like, I'm offended. If you have been, you know, it takes a hell of a lot to offend me. Nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing anybody says offends me. Um, Nothing anybody does offends me because everybody's like eat your own stuff. Um, The only thing I will say that bothers me is the trans shit. I just am not on board with that. Right. But funny story. Um, back in my younger years, I was, I was dating this guy and, and, you know, his mom like hooked us up. I worked with her at the hospital and it was like, oh, my son, you really like him. He's really sweet and whatever. And so we went out on a couple of dates and then like he breaks it off. And then I find out through the grapevine that he was trying to date me to see if he was straight or not. And that he was actually a drag queen performer. That's wow. fucked up. So, you. Yeah. I'm just going to say, 
little tiny blow to the ego because I feel like I turned a guy gay. I'm just saying. A, I'm just saying. I so, knew a kid in yeah. high school who turned his high school girlfriend into a lesbian, and yeah, that, that weighed on him for a few for a, for a while. <laughs> I was just like, really? Okay, then. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, don't know, Jen. So. I'm, I doubt it. I, you know, he is a drag queen. After all, I was going to say he probably has some some demons going on there. So I don't, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lay the blame yeah. all at your feet. To be honest with you. <laughs> I'd say honestly, for me too, Cap. It's it's an interesting question. Uh, yeah, what uh, really general, offends you? Nothing like... really offends me, but I'd say what offends me. I, I'm not going to yeah. say trans people offend me. They don't. I don't really no, care what you do with your movement. life. It's, it, it's, it's the yeah. movement. It, it's in my opinion, what offends me is like the, the with the children, right? And yes. and the the puberty blockers yes. and the transition. Like if you watch Matt Walsh's "What Is a Woman," or even if yeah. you look at like libs of TikTok, the the accounts like that shit fucking triggers me right all the time. All the videos that libs of TikTok puts out of just teachers talking about what they're doing to the yeah, kids. That, yeah. Right. that's beyond this is because kids can't consent right that's ultimately right. what it has nothing to do even with uh gender or trans or whatever it doesn't matter what it is right. kids can't consent so when people are nefariously behaving with children that pisses me the fuck well, off. well and the thing to me is too um and and you know people's behavior is is not the issue for me it's the whole m- making it normal Mm-hmm. normalizing the behavior and normalizing it in performers in churches and which you know that, okay that i was offended kindergarten <laughs> and and you know stuff like that and like every movie now has to have like that kind of thing in it and, and making it seem like it's like 90 percent of the population yeah it is not so yeah yeah it's interesting yeah. i guess you could say that's kind of the culture war going on right coming yeah. a lot from like the libertarian community also there, there's always like a split in the libertarian community about oh well you know you have to just accept people for like what they are and encourage them to do what they want and and a lot of like the new libertarian like the mises guys have been like well that has nothing to do with libertarianism right like there's nothing in libertarianism right. that says we have to promote transgenderism yeah it's, right. it, it has nothing to do with one another it's right. you could if you're a consenting adult and you want to live a certain way, fine, whatever. Right. But it doesn't mean Absolutely. we have to go in pro- above and beyond and now yeah. promote your, your lifestyle. I'm not doing anything against you, but I don't have to promote it's, it either. Right. And also the defense of it. You know, mm-hmm. like we've said in past shows, we have we have gay friends and we don't really, it, we, you know, the whole community, the whole idea doesn't bother. His questions, there's a lot of whys. How did you come to this decision? Right. Blah, blah, blah. That comes from my end. And like, when you take something like the term groomer and make it into like a racial slur for right. the gay community, when the gay community is like, whoa, whoa, whoa no, no, right. we don't want to be called groomers, but like, we also don't want groomers in our community. And like, no, 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 it, it's now a hate term or where Biden passed that thing with uh, where you don't get money for school lunches. If you're not, if your school doesn't have some LGBTQ right. or some shit like that. What are we doing this for? Or just the other day, Obi-Wan Kenobi's bisexual. His story <laughs> is over. And now all of a sudden he needs to be bisexual. We well, yes, because in Hollywood, they cannot come up with any new concepts for yes. any new movies. It's constantly remake, rework and redo what has already been done yes. for literally ages. I mean, you know, how many, how many different movies like the fast and the furious are you going to have? And, oh and the whole God, nine yes. yards. I mean, it's just, yep. it's like a never ending, uh, 
saga, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's true. And, you know, coming out of, if you look at Hollywood and everything they've created, oh, we support the LGBT community. We support them. We support them. Then just make a new goddamn character. Make mm-hmm. a new little universe to represent what right. you want to represent. But there's there's nothing new. We have to just take and change the old. Right. As Lightyear flopped. The whole movie. They they had a complete opportunity to revamp Toy Story with the individual characters' origin stories. And I get it. It's, you know, wash, rinse, repeat kind of. But it was a new untold story. And you flopped it because you had to play around. We, we right. had Buzz Lightyear was a effing toy. And now all of a sudden we got this crap. I just a toy that came to light, you know, like Well, and and here's the thing is what I see come in uh a sense like the the Marvel stuff is is huge and mm-hmm. and whatever. Literally every single one of those characters, they're gonna redo a movie where they're all LBGTQ P yeah. plus Z, whatever it is today but and that's what's going to happen because um conceptually wise they they don't have creative reign anymore to do anything new so yeah Yeah, i can totally see that whole the marvel movies going into the garbage i I think we're going to see the the death of disney in our lifetime i was saying to you guys the other day cap like all the new not not all of it right they say like the last really good MCU movie was not that long ago. Spider-Man, it was a great movie. But a lot of the new stuff is all around the idea of like, no, the woman is like replacing the male superhero, like She-Hulk, right? Like She-Hulk is about to come out. And if you look at the trailer for that, it's like, okay, well, here's a woman. She's smarter than the previous Hulk. She's better than the previous Hulk. She demeans him in the trailer. Like it's it's all it's all a new a woman is better at being of taking the role that the man had. And that's because women are just better at everything or LGBTQ or whatever. Wash, rinse right. and repeat. It's like the guy who used to do it sucks is evil is bad. He, you know, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, it doesn't matter right. what the character is. They've trashed all of them over the past. Eight, and I'm just seven, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, having said what I said about females earlier. OK, and with and with that whole push that uh, to demonize men and. Uh, tearing down men and belittle them and you know like women are better and all that stuff i am just gonna say if women ran everything holy crap would things be a nightmare yes some shit might get done right the first time however (laughs) with all of the drama and the cattiness and the emotions because females are very emotional that would be a living nightmare. Mm. Absolute nightmare. Oh my God, China. Can you believe what they said about us? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it would be a disaster. I'm not, I'm not on the women for president train because I think that's a okay. very bad idea. Yeah. I, again, I don't have, I feel like just society in general is moving away from like the content of your character. Right. right. It's all about now. What do you look like? That's what's the most important right. thing. And it's moving what away box from do you check. Yeah. Right. It's moving exactly. away from what we were all what most of us were raised on. Right. Which is like Martin Luther King's vision of like you judge someone based on the content of the character, not the color exactly. of their skin or whatever they look like. Everything right. is moving away from that. And everything is pointing in the opposite direction. If you are a white male, you're now the devil. 
Right. And if you're an LGBTQ person, you're the best, you're better than everybody ever. It doesn't mean you can't be better than someone or not. Right. Because each person right. is individual and different. But that's why this shit is also failing. Like mm-hmm. the, the the new stuff is right. Because people go and watch uh, are people going to people going to go and watch She-Hulk and they're going to smell that right away. I'm like, oh, my God, this is this is just awful. You know like, they, they're going to smell the wokeism right through it. And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. What's up, everyone? It's the Two Doom Men, and we're here to tell you about a partner of ours, the Patriot Cigar Company. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with the idea of incorporating the love of cigars with the love for freedom and America. There is no better way to celebrate our love for our country and freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium cigar. After months of trying out different blends and working with master blenders, they created the Hellfire TNT Sidewinder, Moab, and Mark 48, which we have right here. Each cigar is made with premium tobacco, aged a minimum of three years in Nicaragua. You know, this is a true story. I had really fallen off smoking cigars for a while, and I just couldn't find anything that I enjoyed or wanted to sit through until I was introduced to the Patriot Cigar Company, and these are honestly some of the best cigars I've smoked in a long time. And the best part about it is you could go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use our promo code doomed to get 15% off your order. So if you're ready to enjoy a nice cigar, head on over to their website by using the link in our episode description below. You know what's hilarious, though, thinking about um, what I just said about how I'm not a fan of, of putting a female in charge. Look at our vice president, who is <laughs> like, I... I'm Kamala Harris, your vice president. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm sitting at a table in a blue suit. Um, and what part of substance did you bring to the table in your blue suit when you just said that? I mean, I'm curious, you know, because I'm a sh- I'm a she, her. I'm a fuck you. I don't care in a black shirt sitting here with actual intellectual conversation skills. So yeah, I'm not sure what the whole labeling with the pronouns and the, you know, virtue signaling. I have a theory yeah. on that book. What did you think about that? Actually? It's, it's amazing that there is somebody who does her PR and her script writing right? and is like, this is a good idea how to start a meeting by giving us your pronouns and telling us what color suit you're wearing. She is an absolute train wreck. I mean, it's the she's the only thing that wants me to keep Biden in office. And I'm at the point after Jill Biden with her tacos, after uh, Kamala with her, she and her after Joe Biden butchering every speech he's ever had, I'm willing to let Hunter Biden do some crack and get up on the national stage and start spewing I want to hear shit. from him, too. I'm with you. Because it's got to be better than all this. It's got to be better. I mean, I know they took that scene and the internet blew it up, so I don't even really know what her, her meeting was about. So maybe she did put some content in there. But you're starting off on the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. You're coming to the table virtue signaling, and you think like that matters. Like if you were if you were a businessman, let's say politics out of it, or a businesswoman, 
and showed up to the important board meeting and you have your proposal. And Kamala goes first and she goes, I'm her, she, and I'm wearing a blue suit. And my business proposal is we start, you know, telling everybody what our pronouns are and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody else comes to the table and they're like, hi, my name's Chris. And my business proposal is on this PowerPoint presentation. And here's a graph of our of our growth from last year. And if we apply these measures, this is our growth for next year. Who do you think's going to win? You know what I'm saying? In today's exactly. world, probably the virtue signaler, to be honest with you. Yeah. Hey, now I just want to say she did give a very important speech recently about time. Um, because there's time every day and, and time and we Today's, go through time. Tomorrow. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I'm glad she brought that to our attention because I wasn't sure that that existed. So at least I do now. Yeah. Let me give you guys my perspective and, and something, a conversation I had with my wife about this video too. This is actually not the first time I've seen something like this occur. Um, I remember like Microsoft was doing some sort of uh, product demonstration, right? And all of their people, the multiple people in the video, they all did the exact same thing. And this is my name. This is what I'm wearing. This is my pronouns, blah, 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 blah. So I was showing my, my wife this video the other day and I was like, doesn't that remind you of anything? And she's like, what? I'm like, it's like saying grace before a meal. I'm like, you sit around at the table and you say, you know, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thank you, make God for, you know, this bounty, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, this woke shit is a religion. And they now literally have like grace, they say, before they have a meeting wow. or or right. a, a meal or whatever. I was telling this to my wife. My wife's like, no, you're you know, she's like, it's just retarded. It's you, you, you're just looking too much into it, et cetera. I don't know. I, I, this is the way I see the woke ideology. It's it's yeah. it's a form of religion or it's at least right. religious like behavior. That's, you know, attempting oh, yeah. to replace normal religious behavior yeah, like right. if you go if you went back in time to 1955 i guarantee you there was some boardroom somewhere where a bunch of like you know 55 year old male white ceos sat down around that table and they said the name of the father son the holy spirit and they said like an hour farther before they yeah. got to their meeting now 50 years later 60 years later whatever it is it's just a different sort of thing but it's still religious it's behavior. That's not in my opinion. I don't know it, if you guys think I'm crazy. Let me know. No, I don't think it's crazy. I, I think it's a stretch to, for grace. But like anything else, like with religion, you have to put in work. You have to put in work to be religious. You got to put in the work to go to church, say the prayers, study the Bible, learn about the saints, this, that, and the next. And you got to put in the same type of work to to be woke and to be virtuous. To be virtuous. You know, when super religious people, they interject God into every conversation. And, you know, you talk to somebody who's religious and you tell them, oh, well, you know, I got my new truck and it's great. And they're like, oh, praise God. But, you know, gas is going up, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, you know, God tells God only gives us the challenges that we can handle. They are putting in the work to interject their views into it, just mm -hmm. as the woke are putting they're, you know, they're working hard to put their views into it. So there is similarities to it. What do you think, Agreed. Jenna? Yeah, and I completely agree. Um, to me, it's very cultish behavior, and you have to be up on the cultism, um, wokeism of the day. And so you have to be um, 
completely in tune with what words you can and cannot say anymore Mm. and what new words that you make up to replace Mm. old words. Cause you remember when we went through that whole Bay thing, you can't say boyfriend or girlfriend. It's Bay. Bay. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I used to call my girlfriend Bay. When yeah, I, I, I didn't even know that was because I would have never used it if I knew that. It's the same yeah. way. And see, it, it, for me, it's funny because, um, like, I am definitely older. I'm in my fifties, and so seeing the progression of how things have gone, like through the years, um, and how just out of hand it is as far as language goes, and uh, what things you have to be offended by now. Um, and to me, I'm the kind of person I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, like mm. put on your, your big girl pants and, and go on with your day. I mean, if somebody says something that you that offends you emotionally, is it really going to matter in the grand scheme of things on, on a daily basis, how you live your life? Uh, the answer to that should be no. And if it is yes, then you got a lot of self-work to do. And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. What's up, Doom Nation? It is Skaggs here, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Two Doom Men podcast. If you like political discussion, guns, beer, movie and TV reviews, smash that like button, subscribe to our channel, and share the show with your friends. That's the best way we can get around Big Tech's algorithm. You can also just go to linktree.com slash Men to find everywhere the show has a presence. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Skaggs89. Thank you, everyone, and let's get back to the show. I, I love so much of what you just said. You started off by saying the day-to-day of it. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is being woke has got to be the hardest cult oh, to be in. Exhausting. Yeah. It changes daily. by the hour. Forget yeah. day to day. Yeah. And you also said something like if someone says something and they offend you, does it really matter in the grand street scheme of things? Mm-hmm. I got into this heated debate with someone at the gym one day. Uh, it was right after a different Texas shooting took place, maybe like a year ago. Second Amendment, you know, debate comes up and all this stuff. And I'm I'm saying my parts. He's saying his parts. And he's like, he's like, oh, I can't believe you said that. So offensive. And he was like, I, I can't believe you. I was like, bro, you have to understand something. After I leave this gym, I'm never going to remember who you are. I remember the conversation. <laughs> right. But I've been to that. I've been back to that gym hundreds of times dozens and dozens of times i don't know if i ever saw him again or not because i truly other than the fact that he was a tall man with dark hair i don't know what his fucking pronouns were i couldn't tell you who this guy is you didn't ask damn it no that's why he was so offended (laughs) you know but that's people can't you know people gotta let things go just you know oh you saw a trump bumper sticker Okay, well, now go to work and do what you got to do. It's it's a bummer. But see, you cannot, you can't go to work and have the workplace be normal anymore because they have codified our population over the last generation. And so you have to have 
safe spaces and you have to do all this PC culture and you have to consider, you know, everybody's religion and, and, and what words you can say and the whole nine yards for fuck's sakes, you are here to do a job. You are not here to worry about anything else outside of what your given position is. You're, you're not, that's not what your job is. And so like everyone's emotions and feelings and stuff have no place in the workplace as far as I'm concerned. I think that's one of the many factors as to why we're seeing economic downturn, right? I mean, there's many factors, so complicated, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's one of them, right? Like we we said it recently, I think when we were at the last slice, how there's like definitely people in positions where they shouldn't be. That was due to the the pandemic, but definitely there's people in positions that they shouldn't be because like they're just towing the woke line and they, they suck at, at their job. Right. Yeah. Correct. Right. right. Like they have to buy an administration. Right. They're not really yeah. qualified. They're just towing the line. Right. So they got to yeah, check in boxes. Right. I remember when at the company I was working at in the city, the day Trump won in 2016, the next day for when Hillary gave her uh, speech to concede, they, we all stopped working. We sat around the TVs. They made us watch it. And you could see all the Republicans in the back, like, goodbye, bitch. And people were crying, crying. Oh, no, mm-hmm. screaming, crying. They let us all take an extra hour for lunch, an extra hour across an entire right. company. People did not have to work. They turned a conference room into a safe space. And for a week straight, instead of playing the news on all the TVs and uh, all the stuff, it was 24-7, the puppies and kittens channel. Mm-hmm. I yeah. remember after that, um, I took the the new like this is back when I was living in the Bronx. I took the uh, the bus, like the New York City Transit bus, uh, like the day after the election. Wow, you could hear a pin drop, <laughs> like it was just in the air in New York yeah. City. Like people were like terrified or just so upset that this occurred that like no one was even interacting with each other. It was I was violence. It was bizarre, dude. I was battling people. A, a college friend of mine was so offended that I was a Trump supporter that she back. So remember when when Trump first got elected, like day one, people were like, that's it. Women don't have rights anymore. We're going right. to enslave the black community again. Like they thought right. like the most insane stuff was going to take place. And this girl literally argued with me. Well, let's see how you like it. When you have a daughter and they rape her, I'm like, what wow, are you even talking about like, she's like, women don't have rights anymore. I was like, are you out of your fucking yours? You're a smart individual. I went to school with you. Like, yeah. Hey, let me clarify this just to be sure I've got this. Are you talking about the pedophiles? Um yeah. <laughs> Raping my daughter or whatever. Yeah, sorry, my daughter. I do have a daughter. Uh, But that's the whole thing is the the constant fear porn. And I have never in my life seen as much fear porn and and mind manipulation as what we have going on Mm -hmm. modern day. I mean, like the common cold. Yes. The common cold, uh, which we've <clears throat> rebranded into uh, something else, uh, that's going to kill you. And, you know, uh, your government and, oh, my God, you'll never be able to have an abortion again. And 
just all this just crazy shit. And I don't, I don't understand it, but I don't uh, blame people who don't see things that are uh, right in front of their face. And the reason why I say that is because we are all um, on a different timeline, knowledge wise. And so uh, what my knowledge base is, is not the same as, you know, what you guys are. Um, and uh, people are always going to be at a different process um, on their learning curve as yeah. to what they need to know when they need to know it. And so I, I don't understand um, how people can be that far behind. But at the same time, I also get it because um, of the constant manipulation and indoctrination through, you know, school, through work, because, you know, every uh, big employer now has their uh, workplace sensitivity uh, department. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I, yeah, it's, we're, we're not those people, right? So we can't necessarily know 100%. But, you know, it, right. it's the thing is, too, uh, as I've said, I think on the show a bunch of times, like propaganda is effective. It always has been, right. it always will be. Right. Um, and it's 24 seven, like all the right. time, propaganda. So the three of us might be red pilled, right? Like it doesn't work yeah. on us, but, but not everybody is, not everybody has the time, not everybody's that interested in it. So they just go along with their life and they believe whatever the tube tells them or Joe Biden says mm-hmm. on the, on the thing. And it's like, one thing I've, I'm learning in the past couple of weeks is like one of the ways you get through to people like that is with just crazy shit. Like with what Alex Stein did the, uh, a couple of weeks ago with AOC corner, mm-hmm. big booty Latina. I really mm-hmm. liked what he had to say because he's like, I love Alex. He's it's so like, funny. It's, I love what he had to say. He's culture jamming. He's like, you could sit around and talk about like policy and why this is wrong and why this is right. And no right. one cares. He's like, but right. you could go and call AOC a big blue latina. Now everybody's paying attention. Headlines. And you're right. making headlines and you can maybe now make well, a point. Yeah. So I completely understand what you were saying, Janet, with uh, everybody's on their own timeline. Mm-hmm. The only thing I disagree is I do blame those people. I do blame the people who've had their head in the sand and up their ass because, because of that. And to Skaggs's point, which is 100% correct propaganda is effective right. if this was around in world war ii there would have been a lot more fear mongering going on but right. now it's around today we are so distracted and people are so distracted with the bullshit garbage of reality tv and, and right. social media this and that that it gave the government the establishment the elite this open and free space to work mm-hmm. and do as they please right in front of our faces and everybody just sat there like this and went yeah yeah okay i'm gonna send a text Mm -hmm. now okay and it takes somebody like stein to do something stupid to make the headlines to get you to listen but you know what it is too though um and the reason why i feel the way i do is because they have throughout history since it began Um, all of the psychological experiments um, in the psychology departments at universities literally all around the world um, use fear, intimidation, and manipulation um, to foster outcomes. They've been doing this for a very, very long, long time. And, you know, even um, with the starting of, of the Tavistock Institute, the reason why it actually was 
begun was because they wanted to see how much um, fear and the manipulation that they could instill in the soldiers to get them to a breaking point. It's the same thing with psychology experiments here. And that's why I said it's not really people's fault because they're getting it literally from all sides. It's it's in the churches now. It's in the schools. It's in workplace. Um, it is literally anything and everything that you do. And for me, those like some people have to be on their phone for work or, you know, yeah. whatever device, things like that. Um, you'll get constant bombardment and news stories that pop up throughout the day. Right. And so we are such an instant gratification society, right. That we want an immediate fix. And so instead of taking the time to research and to learn things they read a headline that pops up on their phone that's like, here, this, this jibber, <clears throat> jabber um, is going to cure all your problems or, you know, whatever. And it's time-based, number one, because people don't, don't have time because they're overworked, overstressed, you know, whatever. Um, but two, because we are so lazy um, and you can't force someone to have knowledge you know, that's true. Yeah. You, you can't force the knowledge on people. And that's why I said everybody's on their own timeline for a reason, because um, when you hear something new, like I don't know about you guys' background, but like um, a lot of people, when they first wake up to things and something that they thought was right, they find out is not, they have to basically go through like a death of their mm-hmm. own, own of their, psyche, ego. their yes. own personality. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's really hard for a lot of people. And a lot of people will a, just out, outright reject too. Like, yeah, they'll just re- absolutely. Reject instead that. of, yeah. yeah instead because of it's really hard. Yeah. 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 And I had a, I had a really good friend that, that said it best. Um, it is better for us to live through the soul than to live through the ego. But it is really hard for a lot of people to get to that point because you have to let go of your ego and let go of the fact that you're not as smart as what you thought you were. Not in control. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I said people's timeline is always going to be different. And I don't blame them because some people don't have the maturity to get to that knowledge base right now. Yeah, 100%. Question for you, Jenna, and then I know mm-hmm. we could we could get into some of the topics we wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Do you see the tides turning? Are we winning? Do you see change? How do you feel about the you know the other side of all this? The the fight to take back uh, you know moral standards and the fight to take back society. Um, I think it's a double edged sword, honestly, because I think. Uh, there are a lot more people that are waking up to what the government's doing, um, what the WEF has planned for us, um, the, the continual barrage coming from the who for all of the um, pandemics that are, that are in the pipeline to come in the future. And it's basically rebranding and renaming things that have existed for 
a very long time. Um, and so I think people are waking up to a lot of that stuff. But I think we're going to still have to go through a lot of difficulty and a lot of turmoil to get to the point where we can come out the other side because, you know, with the economy and then they're attacking food supply and supply chain issues and, you know, literally everything under the sun that they're doing right now to destroy our quote unquote way of life. Um, there's a lot of people waking up to that, but I think we're going to have a lot more shit that they have planned that we may not even know about that's, that's going to get dark. Oh yeah. They're not going to just give up. And this is yeah, something no. I've said a million times on the show, right? It's like this shit never ends. Like, right. you know, the, 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 the American revolution was in 1776. Now 2022, right. like this shit is right. still going on. Right. You know, all these years later, it never ends. It's always going to happen. There's right. always going to be some tyrannical people come along and think they know best and they want to rule. Mm -hmm. And there's always going to be some revolutionaries who fight back always forever. Right. As long as we're still human, this is right. going to occur. So as long as the state finds a way, yeah, it yeah. always will. This is why you should be the happy warrior, as Michael Malice says. Right. It's because you just mm -hmm. accept it. That's the way life is. There's not going to be any moment at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi where Anakin, Yoda, and Obi-Wan are up there in the clouds waving to you, and you've won, right? Because there'll be a First Order one day that will come back and, you know, try and reestablish the Empire. So just accept it and, you know, yeah. fight. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think I think you could give us actually a pretty unique perspective here because you do have some background in the, the medical industry. But I kind of want to talk a little bit about monkeypox, which is what we were kind of were just talking about, right? There's another fear tactic. And but I got pandemic. a theory about what's going on with some oh, monkeypox shit. You know, over the weekend or over the past week, San Francisco declared a state of emergency. New York City mm. declared a state of emergency. Now so New York did state. Illinois today. Okay, mm -hmm. there you go. So Governor Pritzker in Illinois. Yep. Governor Hochul, shock, shock. Yeah, the entire state now of New York. And it's no little yeah. thing, right? New York is there's millions and millions of people yeah. live in New York. Right. So I, I kind of want to start where I usually always start with one of these topics with a news article, which I will read, Captain. So bear with me. And this one's actually interesting, right? Because this is the Washington Post. They're the worst. And this is an opinion piece by Benjamin Ryan. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe they even allowed this on the Washington Post. Mm -hmm. But it's titled You Are Being Misled About Monkeypox. And uh, Benjamin goes on to say countless public health experts have uttered statements such as this is in the past two months. Members of the media and politicians have parroted the message ad nauseum without stopping to dissect what it implies or obscures this broad strokes maxim that everyone on Earth is susceptible to this troubling viral infection might be factual on its surface, but it is so egregiously misleading it amounts to misinformation. Uh, those who make such statements don't intend harm. On the contrary, leaders of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the World Health Organization, this is where we will probably disagree with them, but and also repeat them because they commendably want to combat the societal stigma faced by gay and bisexual men who have been disproportionately impacted by monkeypox. They know that stigma harms public health, including by discouraging infectious disease testing. And they don't want the rest of the public to be complacent in the face of a potential new pandemic. But as these public health experts know well, epidemiology is less concerned with whether someone could contract an infection. Instead, the much more vital folk, uh, questions focus on which groups of people are most likely to be exposed to a pathogen, to contract it, and why. In public health statistics, this is the study of relative risk. By reducing monkeypox risk to a simplistic binary equation, 
Public health leaders are prioritizing fighting stigma over their duty to directly inform the public about the true contours and drivers of this global outbreak. In particular, they are failing to properly convey the seriousness of this burgeoning crisis to gay and bisexual men. Here is what we can discern from the data collected about monkeypox so far. This viral outbreak isn't just mostly occurring among men who have sex with men. The confirmed cases, at least to date, have consistently, almost entirely occurred among this demographic, which accounts for 96% or more of diagnoses where data are available. Per capita, the few monkeypox cases in women and children remain minuscule compared to the rate among gay and bisexual men. Of course, substantial transmission could always occur among other such groups, but researchers at the WHO and elsewhere have speculated that the monkeypox reproduction rate will likely remain significantly lower in such demographics, meaning the virus will most likely hit transmission dead ends among uh, among them, uh, dead ends among them than among gay and bisexual men. An uncomfortable truth, one documented in peer-reviewed papers, is that sexual behaviors and networks specific to gay and bisexual men have long made them more likely to acquire various sexually transmitted infections compared with heterosexual people, blah, 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 blah. Everyone knows that's true. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're bad or anything like that. HIV, etc. cetera. It, it's just, again, it's just a truth, right? So this is a this interesting is a, article. What do you guys think? It's It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of... Some truth and then a little bit of he's kind of a little bit pandering to wokeism. It's it's interesting to see how all of a sudden the next new pandemic after the last pandemic only affects gay people, but in the work the woke culture we live in, we can't we can't offend the gay community. So mm -hmm. so we just we as the WHO and the CDC and the administration and community leaders we need to remember that we can't offend that community. So we have to lie to everybody right. and say that everybody could get monkeypox so we don't offend the gay the gay community. What some that is some horse shit and a half. But uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get censored for this episode down the road. But that's well, not yeah, there's no monkeypox mm. rules yet, I don't think. Yeah, I at least, <laughs> there will be. There oh, will be. It's gonna be part of their um, misinformation governance board. Mm -hmm. Um, here's the thing about actual monkeypox. Um it is contagious slightly. However, don't lick monkeypox. Don't touch monkeypox and put it in your mouth, and then you should be fine. Is, as is long as you're not word for butthole. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I here's a funny thing about that. Somebody posted a video from the CDC. Okay, it was a side effects of the monkeypox, and it was this guy spraying shit out his ass all over a white wall, white tile wall behind it. <laughs> no. And I said, and so I had to comment, and I was like, so basically, it's like the human centipede. Then, and he's oh my like, God, he's like, what? And I said, oh my God, have you've never seen that movie, have you? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, so the premise is like ass to mouth. I'm like, so. Yeah, and then they sew them all together and they just shed all over the walls. So, you know, with that being said, yes, no, you should not lick the monkey starfish. 
How about that? <laughs> Name um, of the episode. But, yeah. <laughs> but, it's, it, but, but, you know, it's a, um, it's been around for a long time, but this is all based on the premise. If you believe at all, which I don't in germ theory, um, you have to believe in germ theory to believe that everyone on the planet is going to get infected with monkeypox or uh, SARS or SPARS or whatever the shit is coming down the pipeline now. If you are a healthy individual and you take care of your internal environment, your own terrain, you are not going to get sick regardless of what it is. Unless, like I said, uh, you're licking something so you're ingesting it because monkeypox is not a, it's not an airborne contagion, Mm -hmm. um, which is another thing that came along when they invented germ theory is words like pandemic and contagion. Uh, The reason why you see such an uptick in anything in our society is because look at the amount of processed foods that people ingest. Um, And this being said as well, uh, and and this may be a thing for you guys, it may not be because I, you know, Chris said something earlier about the gym, okay? And so uh, how many people also are on um, supplementations? Uh, for, you know, going to the gym and working out and whatever. A lot of things um, that are put in in those are also bioengineered, um, highly processed, Mm -hmm. you know, and so it's not just the foods, but it's the chemicals that we use in our house for cleaners or laundry or whatever. It's literally everything. And so, you are getting um, bombarded by everything in your life unless you have really, really clean living. Uh, You are more susceptible because your immune system is already compromised just from free radicals in the environment daily. I I try and tell my mother all the time. She's like, she's like, well, yeah, we'll just have some chicken. That's healthy. I'm like, you have to understand the chicken your mother made for you Back in 1960, whatever, is not the same chicken that back you're going in my to day. Make in you know what I mean? Like, and also, I saw another meme because I follow a lot of health food stuff, and and I, I try, you know, for just whatever reason, for my body type. Mm-hmm. And I put on weight. I start eating way more fruits and vegetables, and cutting out meat, and the weight comes right off me. It's what right. works. Uh, you know, portion control, whatever you want to say. Fruits right. and vegetables helps me lose weight, uh, and the the, the thing on online said 99 years ago we didn't have 99 percent of the diseases we have correct and we also didn't have 99 percent of the foods we have correct. and it showed uh, a grocery store today there was no doritos there was no lays right. there was absolutely no mountain dew you know regular mountain dew that like most of us drink at any given week i know means cags don't really drink that much soda it's banned in other countries Right. Not like a certain flavor, just mm-hmm. Mountain Dew in general. Right. So a lot of that has to do with our food. There was even mm-hmm. scientific studies done on mice that if they, uh, when a mouse is fed a processed American diet and exposed to sunlight, 
you get skin cancer. Everybody right. will tell you sunlight will give you skin cancer. That's because of the diet you're on. If you eat a well-balanced right. nutritional diet, the sun will actually help you yes. fight off diseases and cancers yes. and stuff. But that's the thing is, and, and that's changed too. So not only um, did we see an uptick in quote disease, you know, and contagions and all that shit because of our diets and because of our daily stuff, but also um, think about the amount of propaganda that has been fed into our system where sunscreen is good, but the sun is bad. Um, sunscreen is a known carcinogen. The sun itself does not cause cancer. The sunscreen does, but they're so brilliant at their marketing for stuff. And just like, um, a lot of the medications, they're poison, they're toxins. They have toxins in them. Um, people that have, uh, thick blood or have had blood clots or whatever they put them on warfarin warfarin is literally rat poison you know um if you have a heart issue they they initially right out the gate will put you the very first thing they'll put you on is an ace inhibitor ace inhibitors have snake venom in them i've heard of that before yeah and so you know all my father's taken all of this stuff is being fed into the system. And so it has nothing to do with um, bacteria or viruses. It has to do with the internal environment inside our body and what our state of health is. And that is why people get sick. It has nothing to do with anything else. It's really interesting listening to you guys talk about this because I'd, I'd go out on a limb here and say the three of us would be categorized as far right on the political <laughs> spectrum, oh, yeah. right? But everything yeah. we're talking about here is like a very Normal. classically <laughs> liberal position. Yeah. Like, you know, the food is not yeah. organic and it's bad right. and there's chemicals and whatnot. But right. it's Dude. the shit libs now who are yeah. pushing, you know, more chemicals and everything. Right. I went I went to the grocery store last week because I usually go on Monday. So last Monday I went and I buy my fruits and vegetables. The apples, the the light that was shining off these apples, it's if they starting to look like remember when you Plastic go to your ones. grandma's house and yeah. she's like oh michael don't no that's wax don't eat the yeah. don't eat the fruit on the on the table they're starting to look like the wax stuff that you had in yeah. your grandma's yeah. house it's these gross. things were shinier than some chrome rims i see yeah. right i have a couple but- i have i have two two like i guess they're hyperbolic right but i have two examples of how just food in this country just awful i have a family member who has a uh an ulcer problem right Mm-hmm. And uh, the, this family member goes to Italy quite often. He usually goes a couple months a year. Uh, and when he goes to Italy and he's there eating the food in Italy, like his ulcer problem pretty much goes away. Right. But then when he comes right. back to America, his ulcer problem returns. Correct. Uh, another person that I know uh, from New Zealand, similar problem, uh, lived in New Zealand, ate everything under the sun. No problem. Came to America. Basically has to be vegan now. Can't eat anything else. Correct. He just he can't yeah. process it. Yeah. Right. I have. One of my barbers, his grandmother lived in the Dominican Republic for, oh my God, well into her senior years, smoked a pack of cigarettes and drank whiskey every single day. Mm-hmm. Never got sick, nothing. She's been in America. She's doing terrible. 
Her right. health has just plummeted. Why? Because she was eating real fruits and vegetables and meats. It did, the cigarettes and the and the, the alcohol were nothing compared to the healthy diet she yeah, was on. Yeah, just caveats. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And that's, you know, and, and, and I hate to say this because people are going to think I'm insane. However, on the smoking front, um, not only was smoking used in, you know, Eastern medicine and, and whatever for forever, same thing with, you know, um, Indian nations and whatnot always had smoking as part of their rituals and stuff. Our bodies actually have nicotine um, protectors in there. It's called neuroprotectants. Nicotine is a neuroprotectant. And so it will actually help your body to curb effects from a lot of things that actually attack your neurological system or your nervous system. Interesting. So I I don't know enough. I don't know enough about like the science behind cigarettes, but Mm -hmm. I can tell you, I would undoubtedly say that it is something to do with American cigarettes that makes them even worse for people. Like if you sat around and rolled your own joint of like tobacco that you grew and then you smoked it, you'd probably be fine. But I mean, a couple of times, man, Cap, like I haven't done this in a long time, but we go out drinking and I'd have a cigarette like this Mm -hmm. is a long time ago and I haven't done this a long time. Boy, the next day I would feel awful just coughing up a lung. I'd feel sick, awful. But then. I will smoke on occasion. I partake in some marijuana. I feel completely <laughs> fine the next day, even if I was drinking. Why? It's because they're different, right? And the right. marijuana is a little bit more naturally grown, was opposed to Marlboro's nicotine, yeah, all cigarette. My God. Some is cannabis is. Yeah. Some, some, I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, yeah, they're eventually going to start adding, if not already, oh, adding, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, carcinogens and crap to it's marijuana. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say, yeah. When the Native Americans grew tobacco and smoked, I could see it being a medical herb that helps you. Right. Big tobacco is the problem that is poisoning us. Yeah. Actually, I don't I don't think it's big tobacco that's the problem. Um, I think it is the people that have the uh, regulation hand yep. in things. Yes, correct. Because, state. It always comes back to the state cap. Always. Yeah, every time. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so, you know, and that, and that's the same, uh, literally for any system, like mm-hmm. me coming from the healthcare system, I can tell you now I would never in a million years ever enter back into that unless it was to start my own place outside of government control, outside of regulation, that they could come to my house, whatever. Because (laughs) what happens now is they have, um, it's handed down from the CDC, okay, from the WHO to the CDC, uh, the NIH, and it floods out to any and every facility that takes any, any form of government money whether it be federal or state. And that is why you see so many doctors and nurses right now that are abiding by the bullshit Mm -hmm. um, that's been going on in healthcare facilities since the beginning of this dumb shit. Um, It's because they can have their funds yanked. Right. 
And so a lot of these facilities cannot survive without these government programs. Um, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, grant money, you know, whatever the case may be. And so they have to fall in line and they have to follow those guidelines. You know, there was just a, um, I live in Tennessee and there was just a doctor testifying in front of our legislative body that one of the hospitals here was actually putting equipment bags, lockout, tagout equipment bags when, when wiring goes faulty or whatever, over patients' heads to protect staff members from infection. Now, mind you, these, these equipment bags, uh, they, it, they don't have air holes, Nothing what like that. What do you mean by equipment bags? Like what, what's in them? Like what exactly are they? Nothing. It's, it's just like a giant, it comes on a huge roll in a box. Um, a plastic you bag. Pull, you pull it off just like the, um, like the vegetable bags or whatever at the grocery store. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes on a big roll, right? Like that. And you pull it off and then you put, you know, like if you have, um, Needles like a and... cottery machine or something like mm-hmm. that, what that's, uh, the electric system is shorting out. You put it in these bags and then they put a tag on it. It's called lockout tag out bag um, where they take it out of service. Okay. And so this facility was actually putting these over patients heads to protect staff from getting sick. Uh, That's offensive. I, I have a problem with that. Um, And that's why, like, I am very, very vocal. I was very vocal um, with every doctor I've ever worked with. If I knew they were wrong, I would make sure they knew what they were wrong and why. If I saw that, I would have had an absolute come apart. But in in what world is um, is our medical system there for the patients anymore mm-hmm. it's not like not, not. there for far, big pharma you can't get uh an organ transplant unless you get vaccinated but if you get vaccinated then you're no longer a match with your donor and so then they have to find a new donor that's a problem for me you that's can't such, like such a basic inefficiency too you can't you can't Done get by blood. The sun. You can't give blood if you are jib-jabbed. They won't accept it. And so think about the amount of population um, that now there's going to be a blood shortage because of all the people who did get it. So I I can even attest to that myself, right? I I have over the years given blood many, many times. Mm -hmm. uh, And I mean, I get at least once a day now for the past year probably from the new york blood center about mm-hmm. blood shortage your blood type right. is an extreme uh right need, you know please come donate you get this mm-hmm. you get that you get a gift card whatever i'm not even joking i mean i get it almost once a day right uh, because i'm in the system there on the call list or whatever right and i bet you're probably a universal donor aren't yes you? yeah yeah me too and so that's the thing is um that they have intentionally created um, a shortage. And so when the effects of this 
actually start coming out full force, which is starting to happen, but hasn't hit the full expanse yet. Um, When that happens, there is going to be such a shortage of organs, of blood, of tissue, of plasma, literally any kind of blood product, any kind of organ, whatever. I mean, think of how many people uh, do the organ donor thing on their driver's license. Mm -hmm. Not going to be able to do that. Do it anymore. Yeah. You know, the more the more you look into this stuff and put it in perspective, it really is hard not to think that there's not some sort of population control, that, oh, 100%. you know, ideology yeah. or, or yeah. you know, and again, people will say you're crazy. No, you're looking too much into it, whatever. I mean, I've said on but the show, many times, how many fucking th- how many coincidences yeah. do I have to point out before you start right. maybe even right. just entertaining right. the idea that it could be a possibility? Right. Yeah. Do you think and I'll, I'll butcher the name? Do you think there'll be a uh, what is it Nuremberg? trial 2.0 do i think that will ever happen the answer is no and here is why um because we are currently and have been um for since 19 i want to say 71 under uh the biological weapons convention um and basically what that was it was all the member nations of of the u.n um, got together and said, okay, uh, we're not going to manufacture bio weapons. Um, we're not going to do it. If we do, uh, we will tell you where our labs are at, um, what we're manufacturing, but here's a couple kickers. Number one, there is zero enforcement arm for this. Okay. So it's great on paper that they made this biological weapons treaty, Um, However, there's no enforcement arm. And number two, it's kind of like asking like Dr. Fauci to investigate himself. It's like Um, the state is going to point a board by the state to investigate. the Yeah. Right. Like if I'm a nefarious actor and I'm going to set up bio uh, weapons labs and create all of these biological toxins, which are being introduced um, on a regular basis uh, to us now. Uh, like I'm going to go, okay, Janet. Yeah. Uh, bad girl. Uh, yes. Smack my hand and find me $5,000. That's not going to happen. Um, and so in, I think it was 2019, um, there were two, two member nations, member nations of the UN that said, um, okay, this is kind of lacking, like it doesn't talk about vaccinations. Um, It doesn't talk about manipulation or, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, um, mm -hmm. All right, we lose our train of thought all the time. Uh, You know, what what Fauci denied that, that they were, Gain of function. Oh, yeah. No, it's only gain of function of concern now. So, um, you know, they said we should put like gain of function and and whatever included in this terminology, and we should redefine this to make it very much more specific than it is now. Mm. And guess what? Unanimously shot down. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. And so we are already under that. 
Um, they've already been in breach of not only the Nuremberg Codes, but also um, Geneva Convention. And I will tell you why. Because in the Geneva Convention, they outlawed the use of mustard gas um, as a biological in warfare. And so um, after that was signed, um, you know, okay, we're not going to use mustard gas anymore because it's, it's neurotoxic and it has all these uh, issues and, and whatever. So, okay, good. We're not going to do that. And so when they did the Operation Paperclip, mm -hmm. um, they brought two of the German scientists over. They put them at Yale and at Harvard, uh, my favorite place. Um, and these two creatures came up with the first chemotherapy treatments, which was from mustard nitrogen, AKA mustard gas. And that is how the United States got their first chemotherapy program. That is interesting. In yeah. my opinion too, like a lot of those yeah. agreements and whatnot, they don't really mean jack shit. And, no. and, and look, mm -hmm. I, I, I think the constitution is great. I think the declaration of independence is great. But I think I've said it before. It's like that doesn't mean shit unless people actually believe in it. Enforce right? I actually it, right. enforce it and believe in it. Right. And right now you see things like that are going away. Actually, right. I watched a uh, a video recently about uh, the war in Iraq in 2003. It's kind of regards to this and, and how they uh, I think it was maybe Mosul, one of those places where they had a gigantic battle uh, against like insurgents there. And uh, we deployed mm -hmm. like white phosphorus uh, in, in the mm -hmm. battle. Now, Captain, right. I'm sure you played Call of Duty. Yeah. Right. White phosphorus is one of the uh, is one of the uh, special things. They yeah. call that is a chemical weapon. That is a chemical right. attack yeah. that is outlawed, I think, by the, the Geneva Conventions. The United States right. military used that in battle against insurgents in, in Iraq. And then they claim, no, well, no, it was really uh, just to uh, like clear the area. We didn't use it as a weapon or mm. came up with some bullshit excuse. So please. That, right. That doesn't mean anything. Which is what they always do. And think about um, I'm sure you guys saw it when. uh the Gates Foundation was giving um, a talk to the Pentagon, and this was like 20, I want to say like 2015. And they had come up with this new vaccination um, that basically will change somebody's DNA and mm. make them non-radicalized. And they're trying to sell this to the Pentagon officials. And of course the Pentagon officials is like, okay, so if you're uh, using this on the battlefield and in, you know, warfare situations, like how do you know that this gene um, is affected and it's changed and whatever. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you should really do like a CT scan. And they're like, okay, again, you're on the battlefield. Like, how is this how is this going to be proven to work? And so this was used in a guinea pig scenario, just like they're doing now, which everybody who has been jibber jabbered is, is in a clinical trial. Mm. You are clinical trials, just like the whole monkeypox thing is also a clinical trial um, because there have been no studies completed. And so they, they're doing the same thing during battle. And like I said, this was back in like 2015 where he's giving this talk and it's like, okay, so they know biologicals and uh, the use of mustard gas or VX or, you know, 
whatever the case may be, they know and they are using it and our military uses it and our healthcare industry uses them. But who's going to hold them accountable other than other countries? Because unfortunately here, we're not allowed to sue mm-hmm. or, or, or protect ourselves. Um, but I did see where I think it was in the UK, I want to say in the European Union somewhere, um, they are actually suing uh, like the NIH over there because uh, of hidden data and um, all of the deaths that have occurred Mm. and also the amount of people, um, which there's lawsuits going on here as well, um, in mass numbers where people were let go for not getting yeah. yeah that i mean which is that's only gonna get worse for them but yeah thing. oh yeah, yeah. it's yeah. interesting it's interesting to you know as we move on here in the next few years to see kind of just what happens in general yeah. all that, right? right as you know i i heard a hotep jesus call it this he calls it the vacations right like people who got their vacations what right. happens to them in the next 10 years right um yeah we'll be here to uh to talk about it and whatnot yeah. right to pulling up the receipt yeah exactly to circle back a little bit to monkeypox real quick like jen saki um, I think I think circle what, back Chucky. Yes, I, I think. And you know missing, what? I miss her yeah. too. <laughs> I do miss her. She was much better than Kareem Jean uh, Pierre. I'll give her that one. She was uh, she was a formidable opponent. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think one of the things missing from the whole monkeypox thing, right, is 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 of course it, it's basically spread from gay men having sex with each other, such like many diseases have before. Mm, but. but- what, what? Is it really monkeypox? Well, that's what they're saying, at least, right? My, my point was going right. to be that I we have gay friends, right? Like, let's use our buddy Gary, right? Gary is married. He's a nice guy. He's I'm going to assume Gary is very faithful to his husband. They're right. good. They're good. They're good, right? How else could you get a, an STD like this unless you're fucking around? Yeah. So this this sort of disease is going to not only affect that category of people but promiscuous people i was just gonna say and and think about this um pushing this the gay trans agenda okay and and pushing it into the schools and pushing it into the streets and into parades and the whole nine yards um and and you know lord forgive me if i offend anyone because it's not meant to be that way but the amount, the level of promiscuity in that community, I could tell you is extremely high because working in healthcare, I see it. Okay. And so if you think about the depopulation agenda, right, what better way than to cram all this into society Mm -hmm. and be like, it's okay. And, you know, Make all the kids that way and whatever. And it's okay to have, you know, Teen Vogue talking about like anal sex and Mm -hmm. whatever to young kids. And so they're pushing this agenda out there into the community saying that this is normal behavior and everybody basically go be promiscuous. You don't have to be faithful. Families don't matter. Relationships don't matter. That furthers their agenda on on what they want to accomplish, because 
Um, if you are infected with things like that, um, HIV, stuff like that, and there's been a lot of talk um, about blood samples that have been taken from vacationed people, <laughs> um, you know, and how um, it's mimicking like HIV. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then you've got um, Kaposi, Kappa C sarcoma, things like that, that also come with, you know, nodules, bumps, whatever. Um, you have pneumonia complications. You have all of those things that have been uh, related to or discussed with the uh, with the AIDS pandemic, you know, that happened in the 80s. Uh, with Dr. Fauci. Right, with Dr. Fauci um, and the use of AZT, uh, which again uh, made people die. Okay. Um, but that's part of their agenda because if they can shove this uh, and normalize this behavior and put it out into the public, that furthers their their cause and what they want to do as far as population goes. Yeah, no, it, it, got... it, it makes maniacal sense, you know. <laughs> but go think, be think experimental. Too. Yeah. You know? Go but be think experimental. Too. I'm, yeah. sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. I was just going to say along that same lines, um, I don't know if you guys have noticed it or not with the amount of not just on TV um, commercials, but also like on iHeartRadio because I listen to iHeartRadio all the time. Um, But it is commercials for new, new, brand new since the pandemic, uh, mind you, drugs that came out to prevent Mm. HIV, wink, wink, and and the development of all these new HIV medications and and stuff like that after pushing this behavior out into the public. So they're kind of married together. Yeah, the whole a lot of agenda are, are with the promoting yeah. the safety nets, right? I've, I've even yeah. heard uh, Dave Smith make this point. It's, you know, wouldn't think he would, but uh, you know, like the overturning of Roe versus Wade and Roe versus Wade originally is almost like the linchpin behind like hookup culture and promiscuousness over the past 50 years. Like if you don't have that ultimate get out of jail free card, you perhaps might not behave in that sort of manner. Right. And and yes, those things all are kind of intertwined in some way or Mm -hmm. another. Yeah. And so if, if they're pushing um, the narrative right now, that this is a gay disease, which they're doing um, just like they did with HIV, um, it, it's no, it's no different than what happened in the early eighties. Um, so if they're, if they're pushing this as a gay man disease, right. Um, to me, it is not what they're saying. It is, this is not the, the, uh, previously known disease called monkeypox. This is something else that's occurring in the community. And like I said, China virus. uh, very well mimics um, uh, different infections that you get from HIV. So, yeah. yeah. Really interesting. We'll keep an eye on it. You know, like gain mm-hmm. of function has occurred, so, right? I don't have any proof, but the gain yeah. of function has been going on. Right. So well, Ron about. Paul has finally got a hearing August 3rd to talk about gain of function research. Oh, Rand Paul. Good. Rand Paul, yeah. sorry. Um, so let me pick you guys' brains a little bit on some monkey uh, monkeypox theory that I am kind of formulating. Uh, we're not talking about 
who's going to get sick and, and, you know, it being a pandemic. Right. Uh, the last election, there was a pandemic, COVID. Mm-hmm. And we, we were heavily pushed upon mail-in ballots, mail-in voting, vote by right. mail, blah, 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 blah. Writing's on the wall. The red wave is coming. An overcorrection is coming. Uh, Monkeypox is by CDC standards, YouTube. Uh, a serious pandemic that is taking place. But these blue cities and states like New York and California and Illinois, Illinois are saying, oh, oh, this is this is a pandemic. This is going to get really bad. We have to get ahead of this. Or a state of emergency. I, yeah, a state emergency. I kind of just feel like these states see the writing on the walls. Like the establishment has to hold everything together. But if New York and California go red, completely red across the board mm-hmm. in the in these elections, people are really going to wake up to the bullshit. Right. So in these big states that they just can't allow to go red, we have to make this pandemic as deadly as possible so we can get mail in ballots. Maybe protect the the industry of mail in voting. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, well, you know, right. Because there are, are, you know, there's attempts to reform that and get rid of that now. Uh, well, we can't do that now because there's a whole nother form of, uh, yeah. you know, like a virus being spread by contact. Right. And what do you do? You contact uh, pieces yeah. of paper when you vote. So it's best if you don't go in person somewhere. Right. The same piece. But I, again, we're just diving down the rabbit Pit hole right? in here with, cat, with catalysts. But, but yeah, I mean, maybe who, who knows? You know, we'll, we, we'll see. Right. Because in, in a couple months, we'll see what they because we're talking days. about this now. Right. Like. Could this be a spoiler warning? You know, what is it? Yes. Six months from now or whatever in, in uh, November? <laughs> yes. We'll see because when, when they start saying shit, we'll roll the tape and then yeah. you know, we'll be like, were we really fucking conspiracy theorists or were we just ahead of the curve? Yeah. Well, you know what? There there was a doctor. I was watching a video from her today. She was a who whistleblower. And she talked about the amount, which I have known this for a while, but the amount of things that they have put into the pipeline already that they have rebranded as something else that they will continually continually release um, on a regular basis to keep us in continual mask and lockdown mode um, and vaccination because vaccination money is big business. Um, The greasing the palms of the FDA is big business always has been. And so this is, this is the way the industry has gone ever since the beginning of the vaccine industry. Um, It's huge money, uh, to come up with these things. And so this lady was talking about um, all the different stuff that they're rebranding, renaming, re-releasing into the public with, of course, the propaganda and fear behind it uh, that everyone's going to become infected and die unless you get this vaccine and you mask and you lock down and whatever. Um, And she was talking about, which I'm assuming you guys are aware of the, the SPARS document. Have you ever heard of that? Sounds familiar. Um, The SPARS thing was another one of those, uh, like Agenda 2020, 
um, that stuff. It was a simulation about a sparse pandemic that's going to come about, whatever. Anyway, she's talking about this and she says they have at the who their own you know, like spars type exercise documentation. Yes. Um, that they have this, their own like documentation of, you know, basically we're going to release this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And she said it is supposed to go up until 2028. She's cutting it short. Honestly, why not go forever? If you're going to, you know, if your goal is to oh, no, usher in totalitarianism, but but if you're if you're looking at it from the lens of the depopulation aspect, most of your population will be deceased by that time. Mm-hmm. Well, they've done the damage um, that will occur yeah. in the years to come, right? Maybe, right? Yeah, I I, I, oh. I I'm not ruling it out. I just don't. I, the more they try and do things like this, the more people start to wake up, right? Like there yeah. are, of course, people like us who way ahead of are way ahead of the curve, right? Right. And you're never going to get one over on us. But like I said this a while ago when it was just two two shots, right? Two vacations. Right. Um, we said it was going to be more, right? Everyone, right. And most people did. It always and, is. And uh, we had an episode called Ladies Night, I think it was called, where we had two friends on. They're not political. And I'm like, look, like as normal people who are not in the political process, are you going to sign up for a vacation every mm-hmm. like three times a year for the rest of your life forever? Right. No, they and most people are not going to just do that. Right. Eventually, everyone has mm-hmm. their breaking point or their uh, when they hit critical mass, when they have a thought, finally uh, appears in their right. mind. Hey, I just got 10 vacations in a row. Uh, something's wrong. This doesn't make sense anymore. Uh, so I, <laughs> I just I, I don't see it working. Just go back to what we we're kind of talking about at the beginning. I think eventually free critical thinking people will win out in the end. But But will it really? Because they have done this with every vaccination that's on the federal schedule. Um, Like uh, the polio and it used to be oral polio. And then, oh, my God, the oral stuff was making people sick. So let's do injections. Now there's five kids have to get five polio. Uh, they have to get 5D tap. They have to get Prevnar. They have to get all these things. And so um, when I worked at the teaching facility, we are teaching hospital. We were a reporting agency for the state. And so they rolled out the varicella vaccination. Right. And they were like, OK, this stuff is fantastic. Um, you only have to get one. And it'll stop you from getting it. You will never get chicken pox. Okay. So they roll this out. And then we start seeing chicken pox after chicken pox after chicken pox. And like this massive, uh, like uptick. And then it was, okay, wait, 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 wait. I got it. I got this great idea. Let's do two. Because two will definitely stop it. And no one will get it. So they roll out the second one, make it mandatory in our state. And woo, it cases exploded. And so then they're like, okay, well, 
I want you guys to like uh, record and like when people get vaccinated or if they come in with it, like record how many spots they got and we'll put them in the categories and then send it to the state and then we'll send it to the federal government. They have done that with literally every vaccination that they have rolled out. Same thing when they shoved the HPV vaccine on everybody. And it was like, oh, you have to get this because girls, you won't get HPV ever again. Uh, So this is safe and effective. And it's a series of three. Um, And from what we observed just from that, which is, Uh, There are multiple strands. There's like 487 strands of HPV. Um, 487 fucking shots. Three of them. (laughs) Three of them are severe, right? That can actually cause cervical cancer and genital warts and whatever. Um, So it was like uh, when they made this set uh, series mandatory, we saw like an 85% increase in the amount of cervical cancer in young girls because they started this vaccination at like 10 years old. It's interesting, man. I mean, I'm not the, the I'm not going to say like I'm against vaccines now, but I will say that the past couple of years has definitely now made me just at least think about mm-hmm. it or be critical, right? Where before I would have never even thought about it or questioned it. The doctor says you should right. do this and you should do this, right? I, I'm not at the level because I just don't understand enough about right. them or about mm-hmm. the science to be like, oh, they're all evil or all oh, they're all great. I, I can't really say, but I'm right. at least now at a point where like, I'm not going to just blindly trust anything that comes right. out of that ever again. You know, I will try and do my little, you know, dumb, dumb research and try and figure it out for myself. <laughs> so I, again, to go back to my point, I think a lot of people are probably like me, right? Where mm-hmm. they used to just, accept everything that the doctor told them and now they're not they're not an anti-vaxxer but they now are like oh man i better like put some critical thought into like any decision like that that i make like i just had a baby and uh i make sure that i check exactly what the fuck they're giving my baby when i go to the uh to the doctor's meeting you know doesn't mean i'm against any of it or anything like that but i'm bet your ass i'm doing the research and whatnot and making sure what is going on so i'm not just sitting there like oh you know whatever dose them up fuck it who gives a fuck I'm going to give you a little piece of info. Okay. Um, And this is something that everybody, if you've never seen this, you need to go look this up online. Um, You're going to go to cdc.gov and you're going to type in vaccine excipient summary. Um, A little list will pop up at the bottom. Um, It says pink book vaccine excipient summary. If you click on that, these are extra ingredients that are in each and every vaccination that is on a federal schedule. Um, Yes. And so you will see heavy metals, heavy detergents. You will see antibiotics. You will see dog cells, pig cells, uh, bovine cells. You will see Uh, literally all kinds of absolutely everything. And if you don't know what something is, you can literally look up each and every word that's on there that you don't understand. But these are added ingredients that are extra to the active ingredients in a vaccination. And this is- don't forget to trust your CDC. Yep, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really, I didn't know anything about this, but yeah, I have some yep. from the CDC right here. It says, uh, excipients, this is from the CDC website, uh, excipients included in U.S. vaccines or U.S. Va- vacations, by vacation, mm-hmm. in addition to weakened or killed disease antigens, such as weakened, killed, or parts of viruses or bacteria, vac- vacations contain very small amounts of other ingredients, excipients. Some excipients are added to a vaccine for a specific, specific purpose. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is literally from the CDC website. I don't want to go into too much because now we're getting into the realm of YouTube's going to kick us out. Yeah. For, right. For going into the details of this. But it's interesting. Yeah. I, I think regardless of anything, it is good for each person to just look into what you're putting in your body. Whether it's, yep. whether it's Buffalo Trace whiskey or whether it's <laughs> COVID-19 vaccine. Or screwball peanut butter whiskey. Right. Yeah. He likes, that. Chemicals just, he likes that shit. Just, no, I like I like that chocolate bird dog stuff. I have uh, not had that, but I will I will tell you if you like Reese cups, um, which yeah. I like peanut butter and chocolate. Uh, if you have screwball whiskey and you mix it with some YooHoo, oh my Jesus Lord! Ugh. But I personally, I'm a beer <laughs> drinker. Yeah, so I like beer. All right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But I think we'll we'll wrap it up in a minute here. I kind of want to maybe we'll end the cap on a tweet of the week. I have. Yeah, we I only have, got the one though. Yeah, we got the one, so I think it's a good spot to end it. So Janet, we uh we usually will pick out either a really enlightening tweet someone made or just a really crazy or stupid one someone made, and then we'll just read it out, laugh, and everybody will comment on it. Yeah. So we only have one. It was kind of a little bit of a quiet week on Twitter. Yeah, nothing, nothing stood out to me, man. Yeah, which is rare. So uh, so we had this one here, and I I hate to punch down. But I did on this one. This is from uh, K Power. And uh, she goes, I was going to work in my hospital and another male nurse got on the elevator with me. He was holding a large insulated coffee cup that said, don't tread on me. I got chills of fear. It shouldn't be like this frowny face. I had a really good tweet here, which I ratioed the fuck out of her. And uh, (laughs) I said, and where and I put a picture of a uh, therapy session sh- session going on. Here, said, <laughs> and where perfect. did the person whose coffee cup says he wants to be left alone hurt you? <laughs> I mean, that's perfect. Yeah, I mean, this is where we're at. It, we're like, right. Uh, it it shouldn't be like this. You shouldn't be such a pussy. Amen to that. That was the perfect wording. And that is that is, again, put on your big girl or big boy pants and and learn to cope for fuck's sake yeah i mean like and you know this is somebody who works at a hospital did you say she was a nurse or no i think uh yes she she was on the elevator with a nurse nurse. another nurse okay so so my cousin is a nurse janet you were in the medical field Mm -hmm. you guys literally and figuratively see some everything shit go yep. down from <laughs> shit to blood yes. to guts to 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 literal war crimes that happen in the city streets that you have to clean up now somebody's mm-hmm. hands gone foot's gone eyes gone and you're you're literally putting eyeballs back in the heads mm-hmm. this coffee cup is what rattles your ass yeah I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say you are in the wrong profession. Yeah. If that coffee cup was so triggering to you, then you should probably retire right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think it's also just a bit insane that a symbol, the don't tread on me symbol, which literally mm-hmm. stands for just please just leave me alone. Right. Like, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want you to come over here and tell me what to do right. and trample on my or my rights and my personal, you know, autonomy and whatnot that offends mm-hmm. someone. Right. And, right. and it, it really is. It's insane. And it's also very telling of like the woke and the leftist ideology that has like taken root in society nowadays yeah. because like they're actually threatened by them not being able to like rule to, over to you, trample like, on you, to right. subjugate and, you. Right. That's, but, a, that's a that's a threat of violence to them. Right. Yeah. But you're not you're not allowed to intervene and interfere in their life Correct. choices. But by golly, they should be able to to do that to you. Yeah. yeah. So it was a stupid tweet and it was funny, but I thought it was also very telling at the same time. And it's <laughs> it also is. my response is why I ratioed her. I got like two to one likes on my comment that she did on her original. <laughs> it went viral. I got two likes. Yeah. So it was a win. <laughs> a win for the good guys on the Twitter wars <laughs> for the day. So let's wrap it up. Uh, Janet, why don't you yes. shout out your show? Like, where can everybody find you? Where can they? Uh, Hashtags, handles. Well, duh, you can find us on the Patriot Podcast Network on Roku TV, both of our shows, along with lots of other amazing content creators. So head on over to Roku TV, check out Patriot Podcast Network, and make sure you hit the little star button up there and give it a five-star review, too. Very important. Um, You can find Deplorable Nation on every podcast platform, as well as Alt Media United and ActualActivist.com with an S on the end. You can also find my personal account, Deplorable Janet, on Instagram and on Twitter at account number six. You can find me at NoJanetKNOW. That's it. All right, Doom Nation and Deplorable Nation, you guys, the world's collided today. The, you know, the nation got a little bit bigger. Janet, thank you for coming on. The conversation with you was awesome. Uh, you're you're the, one of the biggest troopers on the Patriot Podcast. You're just putting up nonsense, but you're extremely knowledgeable, and it was a great time having you on. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. It was an honor. Awesome. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. All right, everybody. So, Doom Nation. I hope you, you got anything, Skex? No, nope, that's it. Doom Nation, I hope you guys enjoyed another episode. As always, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. You can check, our, check us out on our link tree. It gives you everywhere you can find us. It's uh, two doom men slash link tree, right? Dot com? Link tree dot com like slash two doom men. Yeah, that's usually my go. part. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so interesting week. Uh, hopefully, we'll have on next week. We're going to keep going with the uh, Patreon yes. Podcast Network. Hopefully, we'll have on Alex Abernathy. Exciting. Uh, yeah, so we'll be talking to him. And then uh, at some point, we'll be out ourselves in Tennessee, in Nashville. Yes. It looks like it's shaping yes. up that Woo. we will be doing a podcast in Nashville. So Fabulous. Yes. Yeah. That's going to be a fun time. So, Doom Nation, you have a lot to look forward to. We'll hope you guys see you guys next week. Adios. <laughs>